That's a way better drink than I got. How's the... Oh, we are... (laughs) uh, Matt? Dottery, quick, say it. (laughs) Don't worry, no one knows what you're drinking because uh, I forgot there was a a lead-in. It looks like you're drinking a nice bottle of water. Uh, Purified drinking water processed by Mm -hmm. advanced filtration and reverse osmosis technologies. Something funny about that is that when I first... When I got the job with the company, I, well, I, well, okay. When I got the job with the company, I sort of work for now. I only say sort of because of an acquisition. I like on part of like the perks of the company or whatever they had, like, uh, I would just remember it sticking on my brain was a reverse osmosis water machine. And, I, and they were like, don't ask us what reverse osmosis means. We don't know, but it's pretty good. So anytime I see that, I think about that. And of course, this is the same company that I still work for, but I have gotten laid off twice and an acquisition happened at some point, but I'm still chugging along. So it pleases me to hear that. Um, I also have a reverse osmosis filter here in the house. No way. Yeah. So if you uh, if you ever find yourself needing water now that you're fully vaccinated. Oh, uh, I think that's. Yeah, that's probably like. Totally appropriate now. Well, you've still uh, got to Trevor's, do the two weeks post-vaccination because you don't hit like the full 95% eff- efficacious yeah. until two weeks after. We can mask up. You can get some water. How's that? And the CDC does recommend still wearing masks even if you're fully vaccinated. Yeah. Welcome to Off the Crossbar, episode 40. Did you already say that? No. no. Um, it was literally was like to, as you sat down, he pressed start. Oh, nice. Okay, so when you cool. were like, oh, yeah. I've got a alcoholic beverage. No, it, that, was just, when it, that was right after it, it. I mean, that was right before it started. I don't think it caught that. You've doxed Kyle. It didn't catch that. I didn't. Nice. Yeah, sorry. I'm well, usually here. We're usually, I think the only time we started recording when someone wasn't here was Trevor. Yeah. <clears throat> because he's always running errands when we start recording. He's yeah. doing this. He's doing that. He's so a uh, happy favorite. 40th birthday to us. We made it to 40. Okay. That's pretty good, right? I mean, I feel yeah. like it's way more than 40 just because we've been doing it in this iteration with us three for, I feel like, two seasons now. It does feel like that. <laughs> yeah. If we did it every week, then we'd hit like 100. But well, we yeah, because I feel like so. when Jason was on there, I think we ended it like episode like 107 or something. Okay. Like that. All right. Just despite Jason, how about, well, not only that, but as part of that, how about we make a commitment now that we're going to record once a week through once the season starts? Absolutely. I mean, even from here on out, that's fine. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, once think, a week. I think COVID being COVID, I think that was the big reason why. It, it's, oh, totally. We've definitely been doing it for like two years, but I think we recorded like 10 episodes last season. Yeah. We do want to do it yeah. weekly, especially once the season starts. But at we're, least we're not making any promises about that. No, that's that's a disaster. Will, that's the goal. I will happily commit to that with you guys. That is a, that is a want. Yes. So we're uh, officially. Are we over the hill now? Is that is that what forty is? Yep. Cool. Yep, we're in our full. I thought like, fifty was over the hill. What was it for forty? I don't know. Most people don't um, live to a hundred. Uh, like, is doesn't over the hill mean you're like after, like you're past your midlife like halfway or something? Like that? Yeah, at the apex. I, yeah, right? I thought it was like you're over the top and you're on the way down. 
Okay, well, that's a bad sign. So, like, sign. you're going uphill until, like, 2530, and then you're just on top of the hill from, like, 30 to, like, I don't know, 50. Something Speaking like. of and then being over, over the, the hills hill, on the way yeah. down. Speaking of being over the hill and on the way down, MLS released some sort of, like, commemorative kits today. Um, <laughs> and I had a friend. So they, I have they, thoughts. Go ahead. But I, have I, I know you do, and you, you're spot on because I was looking at what teams they put in this. And I was like, really, really? But anyway, um, is NYCFC? No, but there's two teams in particular who are not part of the original MLS that they added in there just because they know who buys the most jerseys. But (laughs) I haven't looked, so I'm really excited about this. But I had a friend that texted me and like they're like they did some other promo like materials or whatever. And he texted me a video that says a shout out to the first Western Conference title celebrating the first ever MLS game by looking back at LA Galaxy's dramatic win over KC. And it's just the penalty shootout of that match. And you better believe it's the old school style of penalty shootouts where that was hockey style. And he's texting me, he said, can you explain to me what the hell is going on here? (laughs) I was like, did you say respectfully (laughs) now? Well, I was like saying... But I honestly don't know what the origin of that was other than probably MLS was trying to be like trying to Americanize soccer, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It, yeah, because that's how they do it like in indoor and in hockey. It's that kind of stuff. Well, because right. like indoor soccer is like based off shootout. of hockey. Yeah. Like almost entirely. But yeah, it's like a hockey style shootout. And they did it for, what was it, like five, six, seven years, something like that? <laughs> a while. And then they were like, okay, no, we got to try to attract people that enjoy european soccer so we're gonna do it normal yeah. no but that clip that they showed um for one it's funny because garth lagerway is the keeper oh my god i didn't even notice that he the first one you can see he makes a save on the dude and <laughs> he turns around and you can see it says lagerway on the back so that's funny but two they've gotten so much play out of this because they bring it up like anytime they're like want to do any kind of like remember what it was like for the 25th anniversary yeah. thing when they were like remember old mls they brought that same clip up i swear they've used that same clip yeah. like six times in the past two or three years it gets so many different promotions. people are like making fun of it people are like yeah it's but yeah so mls launches 696 throwback apparel collection so this is all about this throwback apparel collection and i'll go through some of the teams that they've created some throwback apparel for before you do that Sure. I want to make it very clear. Since 96 is what this is, whole thing is called. Yeah. That's not an MLS creation. That's what one of like the team slogans of like LA Galaxy has been for a while. It's yep. like LA Galaxy mm-hmm. since 96. So the whole like name of this thing from the beginning, rip off. <laughs> Go ahead. So 11 clubs are featured in the collection. Great. I saw one of them. LA Galaxy. I saw the Wizards. Okay, yeah. So there, that's the Wiz. They're the Wizards. They Harry. literally had a team called the Wiz, which is so funny. But anyway, LA <laughs> so Galaxy, great, great movie. Colorado Rapids, Columbus Crew, New England Revolution, Dallas Burn, DC United, the Wiz, San Jose Clash, and then of course your classic 1996 Seattle Sounders, Portland Timbers, <laughs> and Vancouver 86ers. Yeah. <laughs> And you might be asking yourself, wow, these teams certainly weren't part of the foundation of the major league soccer league that started in 1996. And you'd be dang right about that. But then you'd be asking yourself, 
wait, but who can we capitalize the most on during these collections with these collections? Um, and who can we target? And of course, it's your PNW soccer heads who buy a ton of jerseys. And so here we go. We got, I mean, to be fair, like these teams existed back then in some form, right? But like, but not, they yeah, not under MLS. They were MLS in a different league. The- they were in a, they different, were in a different league. league. The Vancouver 86ers are called the 86 It's just like, yeah. Anyway. It would be like. Should be since 86 then. Yeah. Oh, this makes me so mad because it would be like, think of it this way, like Premier League, like the brand Premier League, like the name Premier League has only been around since yeah. like 92, 93, whatever, right? Like yeah. in the 90s, early 90s, something like that. Before that, it was like first division, something like that. If yep. they were to yeah. do a version of this, they would include teams that now we're not in Premier League, that are in Premier League now that weren't then. <laughs> or alternatively, they would include teams that were then and aren't now. You know what I mean? It's That's just like, true, but they don't, they're not an American league that has to capitalize on their most profitable markets with such yeah, a but big at least, country. At least they could look back and be like, this team has been in Premier League at one point totally. or another. Like, it's stupid. Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver were not in the league in 96. (laughs) So if your whole thing is like 1996, the league began. They've been here since 96. They haven't. They've been there for like five or six or seven years. But the teams that were get a little patch that says they were part of the inaugural. Like on the Some teams that were. Some teams that were. Because if there's 11 teams that are featured and three of them didn't exist, that means there's two that did exist that aren't (laughs) getting recognized. And one of them, fair enough, doesn't exist anymore. Fusion, uh, mutiny, mutiny. Yeah, Wait. two two that don't exist. I'm trying to find right? the other one. Miami Fusion and Tampa Bay Mutiny. There was two Florida teams. Hold on, right? was Miami in '96? I can't remember. I'm looking at the 1996 MLS season no, page, and they were not there. The Mutiny were. Cosmos were never part of MLS, right? And was it? Is it the Metro Stars that they also aren't doing anything for? Oh my gosh, that probably is, huh? That's pretty good. Yeah, they're not doing anything for the Metro Stars. Okay, so or the why? I'll guess. No <laughs> because idea. It's a very sore spot. This is very much like people. a Red Bull ownership being like, "No, we don't. We're not doing." Yeah, it. they don't oh, want yeah, to remind yeah. people that there was something that they that people actually <laughs> liked for a while. <laughs> and um, you know, what? it is the Metro Stars and the Mutiny. And uh, oddly, the Mutiny were far and away the best team that season in the inaugural season. But anyway. Um, these revolution shirts are uh, awesome. It, it's just amazing. Like, I obviously the New England Revolution logo is just bad. Generally, no, it's not. Uh, it, it, I it, it is. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you on that. The Revolution, legitimately, that stupid crayon flag one. One of my <laughs> favorite stupid logos one, yes. in the entire league. It's so it's funny. so good. It's um, anyway, this the this it's got revolution along the front and it's even worse i know like, i didn't bad. realize it was worse honestly because <laughs> uh, turns out i wasn't watching all these jerseys look yeah that that font is horrific um all these jerseys yeah. are pretty bad except for i guess dc united's is okay um the galaxies is kind of a classic but the sounders is awful the rapids is really bad kansas city i'm sorry mm. that's bad too the timbers is good wow. but it's like it's it doesn't count because it's not a real it's 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 come on they just made it look retro i don't think that's what it actually looked like in 96 it's too good um yeah the dallas Bur- dallas burns is bad uh clash bad 
yeah, the Timbers looks like too good. It's really annoying seeing it in this part part of this collection. The Revolutions is just horrific. Trevor. Yeah, I mean, the Timbers just looks like a baseball shirt, which, fair enough, they play in a baseball stadium and they have a baseball <laughs> owner. Right. But they so do have the stripe I saw that one, joke though, in that, like the that's minor good. league baseball stadium joke. For me, important, like it's played out. It's not a funny joke anymore. Yeah, I thought it was well, pretty yeah. funny just when Matt said it. But yeah, you know, thanks, sorry, Kyle. sorry, sorry, <laughs> Trevor. Somebody appreciate sensibilities. The Matt's striped got your one, back, Kyle. I was looking Kyle, at the striped Matt, one in I particular. Forget it. Whatever. The, the striped one is one they would release now, and I really like. So, but like the galaxy so, so one now. Here's what I want to do. We know a couple people who are designers, in who design fake kits for fake clothes. Right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and. James, if you're listening, I appreciate your work. But what I really want is for somebody to design a bunch of kits and replace all the logos with logos made in either Microsoft Paint <laughs> or using Papyrus. Oh, man, I would like that. And that's lot. what I want. And then I want to sell them. The old Galaxy logo is so bad. I really... Yeah. It's, it's tough. Man, you've just got some horrible opinions that you're putting out there the old galaxy have you seen that thing no it's looking bad. at it okay it's, this the problem is this is all like classic and i love honestly, classic stuff that's okay, the old so galaxy logo. like i like the great. cruise the cruise is cool i like their the old crest with like the dudes in the oh, crest. Yeah. i think that's cool that's cool and i like i like the old cruise stuff i like the old dc united stuff Wiz calling a team Wiz, which is just a euphemism for a peeing, is really funny. <laughs> no, like uh, that's funny, but rainbow kits are, I mean, classic and awesome. The Clash is interesting. I don't know about that. Yeah. The Clash. Well, we, is it a scorpion that, that was there? Yeah, crest? it's a scorpion. Oh, why? No clue. Yeah, I did. It, who it's knows? Zero pretty, clues. The magic of MLS. Say from a distance, their scorpion looks pretty phallic in nature. But. <laughs> so, from a distance, the funny thing is, and I don't know if it's going to be the earthquakes or the dynamo that have like the since '96 crap, because technically the San Jose Clash are now the Houston Dynamo. That's true. Yep. Yeah. San Jose Earthquakes is a entirely new organization. Yeah, I like that fun fact. It's a good one. And um, I just well, want to make it very clear. The Sounders one, I know it's dumb and awful, but I love it. I adore mm. that purple and teal and white. I like the color scheme. I do not at all like <laughs> just the there's block so many words Sounders. on the front of that. It's just <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Seattle Sounders professional soccer as part of like your full jersey is so weird. I love the color scheme. Yeah, though. it's it's like it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. But um, boy professional yeah if you have to put professional soccer on your soccer jersey <laughs> it's just like yeah it was a wild time back in 1996 <laughs> that's right it really was um well should we uh should we get to social hour we should yeah i guess we, the reason our first topic we actually had a topic on social hour we we're talking about apple tv so trevor had some questions about apple tv so <laughs> let's get these out of the way first the reason why matt and yeah. i were talking about apple tv is because trevor has his tv in the background that was playing a screensaver we couldn't tell what it was um and matt said you should get apple tv because their screensavers are impeccable so agreed one how do they film those screensavers yeah, I mean, which ones? Well, all of them are, are incredibly impressive because, like, they're filmed from yeah. what lo appears to be a drone, almost all of them. Yeah, it's, unless it's underwater, right? right? And then it's a submarine. But then 
it's done it's like such a it, i don't know how long the loop is but it's like so steady to like a point where it's like it's kind of feels like a cgi in a way but yeah. it's not they have yeah, so they're filmed at like a super high frame rate, right? Yes. So it's probably like 240 frames it's a second. It's like the smoothest video you've ever seen in your entire life. And normally that type of thing can be unsettling. And it is when you're watching like, if you see like a TV show with too high of a frame rate, like when like when uh, Blue, or Blu-ray, not Bluetooth, when Blu-ray was first released, like the frame rate was too, it was just things were too smooth. Yeah. That can be unsettling. But the way they do those screensavers is just such a beautiful... Like, I don't even yeah. know how to explain it. It, it feels really cinema- cinematic, right? Yes. And I think they, I mean, obviously they're slowing it down a lot. <laughs> uh, it makes me wonder if they're slowing it down to like that standard 23.9, whatever. Yeah. Frames a second to get that me- movie look. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, clearly like the colors are all just brilliant. I'll have everyone know that Trevor's like, leaned back so far in his chair to indicate that he is not part of this, this discussion because he does not have an Apple TV, which is brings us to the second point about Apple TV is that Apple TV is a device. An Apple TV is similar to a Amazon Fire Stick or this is, a this Roku is Kyle. device. Explain Just things better. to me because I Made have better. no clue what an Apple TV is. It does. is both a device. It's a device, but then is it something that um, like plugs into my TV? Yes. Yeah. So in that uh, way, it's I mean, like a Chromecast. That's exactly ish, right? Ish. Okay. It's, yeah. Keep going. It, it's, I'm following you. Okay. Or is, is so, it more like a Roku? It's more like a Roku. I mean, they're, they're both then. like two things of the same class, yes. right? Well, it's no, because like a Roku right? has like apps and channels. This and has apps. Oh, yeah. So it's more like and a Roku. Yeah. Chromecast, like you just pull stuff up on your phone or tablet and be like, I want to watch this on my TV now. So it supports casting through AirPlay like okay. a Chromecast was, but it also has apps like a Roku does. So it's like, it's it's great. And I, I use them. I've. I use but I use them both in my main TV and bedroom TV, and I it's it's a great device. Can but you have you asked, an Apple TV device without an Apple TV like subscription? Yes. yes. So that's your okay. second. So Apple TV Plus, confusingly, is the TV service like the streaming service. Yes, so yeah. that you get for free through a variety of methods, like being part of app iPhone Apple's iPhone upgrade program, or like. Verizon might just like give it to you for free for a year or something. It's confusing and kind of weird, but yes. So Apple TV plus is what contains the show like Ted Lasso. Like you mentioned, have you watched Ted Lasso Trevor? Obviously not. I don't know what Apple TV plus is. How can pirating is so easy? We talked about pirating. Remember, (laughs) there's an Apple TV plus channel on Roku, which still like blows my mind. That was my next question: was could I just get the app on my Roku and just sign up for the service and just watch it through that? Yeah, you can. All right, then I'll do that. Um, I still need to watch Ted Lasso. Um, I've watched a couple things on there. Okay. Um, so I can't remember the names of any of them except Servant, which I think is kind of terrible, but I keep watching it because I'm a sucker. I've only watched two things, one being Ted Lasso, the other being The Morning Show, that Steve Carell show with Jennifer Aniston, um, which was surprisingly good, actually. I really enjoyed oh, that. Good. Um, that was like one of their flagship shows that they released upon like release of like the service. <clears throat> so it better have been good, but it was good. Um, but Ted Lasso is interesting because... Uh, it's, well, first of all, first of all, it's really good. And I kind of, when I see so many people talk about 
certain things I get kind of like, oh, maybe it's not as good as like um, people made it out to be because I see so many people talking about it. But Ted Lasso, oddly enough, was as good as people said it was. And I thoroughly <laughs> cruised through that very quickly. Um, but something that's interesting. So I, I can't remember... Sorry to bring my mom up again on the podcast, but no, why are you sorry about that? I'm, She's I'm great. sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, she, I can't remember if she watched the whole thing or not, but I, I know she had this funny conversation with my brother where she was like, like, Alec, do you watch things that say the F word or not? And I was like wondering if she, like, it was like, a, oh, is she going to get mad at Alec for watching naughty television? But I think she was trying to plug Ted Lasso to him. Because if, uh, Ted Lasso is a really funny and interesting show in the way that it uses a lot of uh, bad language, but it's an incredibly wholesome show <laughs> to like to like a very like it's 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 very good. Like it makes it makes emotional people cry. Like it's a very good show. It's really funny. It's very like just genuinely like good hearted, even though it says like bad words. And I think that might've been a bit of a crisis moment for my mother because she didn't know if it was bad because of the bad words or good because of the wholesome nature of the show. Mm. But it's, I think it's a funny juxtaposition, but um, yeah. anyway, highly recommend Trevor where if, whether you have to pirate it or not, I think you should watch it. Cause it's really good. You don't even have to um, like soccer. <laughs> Mythic, which Trevor doesn't, we know that. He, that's why watches how much Serie Very famously anti-soccer. Yeah, that, that was a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus was fantastic. Um, really good series with uh, Rob McElhenney. Is that how you pronounce it? I wish I from said that sounds, name more regularly. Uh, sounds yeah. correct. Of course, Mac from oh, uh, yeah. It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, very funny. Really, really good show, actually. Um, I would not recommend Servant, which I am still watching because I don't know. It's I can't even say like, oh, it's just on because I have to navigate to it. That's the hard thing about uh, streaming TV for me is like TV is now like something you intentionally watch, which is great. Um, but now I don't get that excuse when I watch like really crashy TV <laughs> It's like, well, like I had a choice and this is this is just what I chose. Well, okay, so now that we're talking about TV shows, and I feel like I might as well do my social hour part. Yeah. Uh one, Trevor finished the Sopranos, please. I've had a good friend finish the Sopranos and he texted me about it, and now I'm feeling like I need to watch the whole thing again. And my brother is almost done as well. But I've been watching this show called We Got This, and it's on the Sundance. Like everyone has a streaming service and it's so annoying. Of but course. Sundance bought the rights to it or whatever. So it's on Sundance TV or whatever it's called. And I have a one week trial. So I have to finish it tonight after we record this because I'm pretty sure oh, I'm nice. coming up against that pretty soon. Um, but it's this really funny show where this dude, this American guy lives in Sweden. Um, I love Nordic TV famously. And this guy, this American dude lives in Sweden and he like his job was that he, he made commercials there, but he got in a fight with a very famous Swedish actor and punched him in the face. And so now he's like kind of blacklisted and he can't get any jobs. So he and he owes a bunch of, of tax money to the government. And so he finds out about, out about this um, unsolved murder case. And the the reward is like 50 million or f some 50 million Swedish crowns or something like that. 
And it, it, so he's trying to solve this murder case. But the funny thing about this show is that like the like one of the biggest running jokes of the show is that he understands Swedish, but it sounds really stupid when he speaks Swedish. So everybody understands it like perfectly. So everyone in the show is speaking Swedish to him and he just speaks English. So like 75% of the show is in Swedish with subtitles, but he is just this like American dude who only speaks English back at everyone. And then they all speak Swedish to him. But it, and I don't know why it's so funny to me, but it makes the show like very entertaining. So that's delightful. Um, number two, Nerds Clusters. Nerds Clusters are a great candy. And um, I don't oh. know if you guys have been tuned, tuned into the hype on these on this candy. Have you guys heard of these? Uh, I mean, I've cr- I've tried them and they're amazing. They're right? really good. So they're like are they, nerds the, are they the ones with like the gummy yes. center? Yes. Okay. They're really yummy. Yes. And I'm not like a I'm not normally like a huge candy head or whatever, but my brother has been raving about them. And I, he brought them over to my apartment to watch a jazz game a couple of weeks ago and it was delicious. And then my mom gave me some for Easter and huh. I cruised through this box really quickly. And apparently they're hard to find at stores because they sell out very quickly. But she oh. got them online. So um I and I'm in, in the market for more. So uh, that's my number two. Do I have a third? Do you want to split a pack of 12? Do you have, did you buy a pack of 12? Or are they on Amazon? Uh, did you just look them up on Amazon or something? Yeah, I just bought some. I, you just bought some. Buy now. <laughs> I would love to split a pack of 12. Okay, they're the theater size, so. Yeah, that's, I think that's what my mom got. She probably bought them. What else should I buy when I'm up, while I'm on here? That was what are the kind of candies? Is that the question? Or just I don't know, whatever, whatever it's recommending you, like you have to buy? Yeah, I mean, like I could buy a, a new sound card. Oh, hold on. I don't think you need sound cards anymore. It's not 1996. That's right. It's not. Unless it is. I don't know. I've got something you could buy. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Kit, no, I... Oh, it's a Japanese Kit Kats. It's uh, strawberries and cream? Strawberry milk Kit Kats. I could, uh, I could just lick the chocolate off the Kit Kat, oh, but that's like about all I can do. Oh yeah, because they've got wafers. Sorry. Yeah, they're like super wafery. I forgot. I just forget that everything in the world has and, gluten. And Trevor, the chocolate's really bad on them. Just you know, it's very low quality chocolate, Trevor. It's kind of like those. strawberry, and it's a Kit Kat. So sorry. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, uh, yeah, Kyle, it'll probably be the next time we actually see each other in person that I'll have those. That sounds so. great. Um, let's see. Uh, any other social updates? I mean, how's the post vaccinated world? Oh, it was fine, it was great and fine for me. So I hit two weeks. Um, I hit, I'm at, I'm at like a week and a half right now. So I was, I'm totally fine. It like got Carly pretty sick. <laughs> And I felt bad because I was like, um, just couldn't have been more feeling better. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, feeling all all good. Did either of you get your second dose yet or no? Friday for me. Okay, I'm getting my second dose on Saturday. Nice. nice. We're so dang close. Um, but yeah, it's it's like pretty. It's pretty interesting. You know, I'm very excited for. Dun, 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 the new normal, you know, <laughs> I love when people say that. I love, yeah. yeah. 
so yeah uh, i'll fully know i'm like gonna go to the gym next week probably for the first time in a year plus so excited about that um yeah interesting carly and i move out of this apartment um at the end of this month where are you going? Uh, we're going to live with my parents for a little while to save money okay. for when our place is going to be built in September. Oh, that's very exciting. So that's going to be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your mom listens. She'll she'll be accommodating. Oh, I'm sure. very accommodating. I'm just like, I honestly, the, I'm just not looking forward to moving stuff. Yeah. That's it's twice. just a nightmare. I hate moving. Moving twice. Well, twice. Let me know if you need help. Here and then in a few months later. And I've, already like i'm getting we're getting a storage unit to put stuff in i'm just like oh boy anyway. we could have our matching cross tracks uh transport stuff together that's so right let me know. that's absolutely right I, we'll get to the, the preseason game but i matt and i parked next to each other at the preseason game and i was like look at these guys look at these cross track guys anyway yeah i'm sorry so trevor what's going on with you socially um i am officially as of three o'clock in this a- this afternoon, on vacation until Monday. No way. Yeah. Thanks for spending your vacation with us. Well, part of the vacation. The thing is, my dad um, is getting close to retirement, and he's realizing that he hasn't done a lot of retirement things. So he's got to like get in the swing of like golfing and fishing and stuff like that. And I like fishing, so I told him that we should go fishing a couple of times this uh, spring and summer and just do outdoor stuff. And so he hasn't been, he's one of his favorite things to do is to float the green river. And he hasn't done that for a few years. So we planned a trip to go float the green river. And that's really only like a day and a half, two day thing, but I have PTO that I've got to use. So I turned it into a five day thing. Nice. So I got off work today. We leave tomorrow to go fishing on Thursday and we're going to get back on Thursday. And then I've just got three more days of not working. That sounds great. So, Very happy for you. Yeah. Nice. Pretty stoked about that. That's really it. As far as like what I'm doing, we were talking about TV shows. I wanted to mention, um, my daughter got me into, uh, gravity falls. Have either of you guys seen that? I feel you know like what that is? Know, but I've heard really good things. It's, so good you guys like it's definitely really? like okay. a kids tv show for oh, sure i have watched gravity falls i watched but an entire season incredible last fall oh. i didn't know that's what it was called i'm so sorry um <laughs> yeah. so your, your cat needs some attention just so you know oh it's because I, if you if you couldn't tell by the meowing no i could he's mad because the door is closed and i closed gravity the door falls. because my roommate's kids started making noise in the background nice so mm. i'm gonna go open it in a minute but he doesn't like being in rooms with the door closed yeah, Gravity Falls is awesome. Um, Should I put it on my list to watch next? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's really, okay. it's really good. It's really, I've it's only, only two seasons, first, like twenty episodes, and they're all half-hour episodes. I think they made a third right. season, right? I don't know. I thought that they like it's definitely. I think oh, it's two seasons. You're right. Ramping up, like the end of season two, like. <laughs> I don't know. We're almost there, so I can't speak with great authority on it. But what I'm told is that it can go into a third season like it's written for that. But they just the show like got canceled before that could happen. So but it's well, cool. an incredibly it's, uh, good show. On my list. I really, really like it. I've been watching it with my kid and it's definitely one of those like really good for like 10, 12 year olds. 
but also incredibly entertaining for adults. It's very good. Very Trevor, I, f- I forget. Did you watch Avatar? Oh, the the, the good the one. last Airbender, <laughs> the animated TV series, not the movie. No, you should. Okay, you should uh, put that on your list next. Okay, you can watch it with your daughter. I think she'll love it. Oh no, You'll she's already it. seen it. She loves it. That was, oh, that was just my plan. It. I think we talked about this like four months ago. That show came up, and I was talking about how I didn't watch it and I don't like animes, so I didn't really have any plans to watch it. And you guys were like, "No, you should definitely watch it because it's the greatest thing that's ever been yeah. made." And I was like, maybe I'll watch it with my daughter. And then she just went and watched it all on her own. So. <laughs> That's what, a, awesome. what a scamp. Okay, I'm just loving the cat noises. Um, yeah. Is that everything for social hour? I think oh, for so. Me? Wait, we Matt, what's yours? You didn't you. tell us yours. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got a headphone amp today so I can listen to records while I'm working without like, in keeping my headphones on, which is nice. Um, so I was listening to a, a great books album, the lemon of pink, really good album. Um, comes highly recommended. Other than that, <laughs> just, you know, living the, uh, pre-vaccinated life or mid vaccinated. I don't know what to call mid. it, but, uh, Friday. Nice. Um, and I've been playing a lot of story of seasons, uh, really great game. Uh, it's Pioneers of Olive Town is the, the latest one. And Pioneers, you know, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if people say they love Stardew Valley, like Stardew Valley is, is fun. Um, Story of Seasons is like 18,000 times better. Nice. Okay. And I'm going to get some flack for that, but that's okay. Um, and then finally, I finished uh, reading the Ten of Swords uh, X-Men miniseries. And that was also really good. Uh, the whole Jonathan Hickman X-Men run from the last like two years has been phenomenal. So if you're into comic books, uh, check it out. Oh. If you're not, then I don't know, maybe. Sorry, I have to close. I, yes. Sorry. He brought up X-Men. Was X-Men the one that um, the comic book that got released that Jordan Peterson got really mad at recently? Because <laughs> people said he looked, people said he was red. Uh, red skull or whatever yeah like just some goofy like ugly character and everybody was like oh that looks like jordan peterson yeah that that is was it an x-men comic or what was it yeah it is it is that but i I forgot i have two i have two items to close social hour with one for both of you okay the first one from my mom she sent a picture of Sunday Morning Comics, The Family Circus, which appears to be oh, some sort of no. comic strip from who knows when. But she said, when Matt said he spent the day reading comics this weekend, this is what I pictured. This was my Sunday Morning Comics the whole life, my whole life, but only on Sundays. I couldn't imagine doing it on a weekday. I didn't realize comics were still a thing. I know this isn't what he was talking about anyway, but I did envision him with his thick mane lying in bed the entire day of his vaccination reading comics like this because i was showing my mom how long your hair is these days (laughs) yeah so she just imagined you just snuggling up reading some comics from like the 70s that's just reading the funny papers yes and then trevor this one's for you um i love trevor's review of dances with wolves i'll tell you my experience with that movie back in our day so my mom also uses like speech to text when she's texting so we're texting is kind of funny but anyway i'll tell you my experience with that movie back in our day all we had all we all had our routine things we would do go to the movies go get frozen yogurt etc we wouldn't of course we didn't have lots of options but we would always go and try to see the big movies 
the, that was one that was one such movie that everyone was talking about. Dad and I tried quite a few times before we successfully made it in. Movies would sell out those days and it was all about showing up early and waiting in line. After all that effort, I kind of felt like Trevor. Meh. <laughs> See? It's so, much talked about, but it's kind of a meh movie. Yep. So, anyway, there's one there's one social piece for both of you guys. Thank you, Suzanne. Uh, with my movie pretty great well that's uh that's probably it for social hour then yeah i think so um and it looks like it was uh it was a captain america issue <laughs> oh, oh that's what it was yeah and uh <laughs> it sounds like uh it was written by uh ta-nehisi coates which is even better yeah that was the whole oh that's right that was the other half that's great was it was written? His Black Panther stuff is was really good. I'm sad he's leaving. I haven't, yeah. Sad he's leaving. Leaving Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, uh, usually comic runs end after oh, okay. you know a few years, so it's not too unusual. And it, he's <laughs> probably got bigger things he's going to do. <laughs> Jordan Peterson's like really mad about this. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh, he was uh, really online about it today. The ten rules for life thing, man. That's funny. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Oh, RSL in the news. <laughs> yeah. That was just a really big sigh leading into RSL. You know. You uh, know okay. RSL. Yeah. Gird your lines. Yeah. All right. So what's first? What's going on, Matt? What, what uh, we have uh, completed the sign-in, guys. Uh, the one I thought last episode, like I got scared, wasn't happening. Yes. Uh, we have officially signed Robert Wood. <laughs> We're just going to keep Which calling Robert Wood, name. knowing full well that that is not his actual name, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Just, I mean, just so long as we're all on the same page with that. Yeah. I mean, you can call him Robbie Wood if you want. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you'd like that. But. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, so we signed Bobby Wood, and it's official, and he's not not signing with us. But the problem is, is that we probably do have to wait till July until he shows up, which kind of sucks. Um, and also, the wait, does he play for Hamburg or SV currently? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hamburg or SV fans really, really took to Twitter to make sure that we knew that they didn't like him very much, um, which is pretty funny <laughs> because, well, for a few reasons. But like, I mean, all of our expectations, I think, are pretty have been pretty low. So and I think this is just I mean, we know who Bobby Wood is. We know what his situation has been in Germany for a minute. Um I think it's fair to be cautiously or just regularly optimistic about him because obviously this level of play is probably going to be a bit lower than he's used to. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, <laughs> you know, Trevor, what about you? I know you're probably going to shoot us down. Oh no, I'm just <sighs> going to be my regular old realist, but really pessimistic. Yeah, that's, what, that's what Kyle said. Yeah. Yeah. So, my only problem with the signing, you said that we were all being, I don't remember what you, you just said it and I don't remember what it was, uh, <laughs> where we, we were all like, it seems like everybody's way more excited about this signing 
And I don't know that we should be that excited about this signing. The problem is that when Bobby Wood is like the marquee signing of your offseason, like that's bad. He should be. He's the marquee signing of your offseason when you don't have an owner who's actively. No, like like in under the circumstances, like I get why he's a marquee signing. I get it. Wait, who have ever been? Wait, who's been our marquee signings of the past, though? That's the other part of the problem. We don't really get really big, good. Like we're not signing Zlatan. And (laughs) you know what's sad is I think he might be one of the biggest signings we've ever had. Oh, Euro was a huge one, right? Um, Maybe Demir was pretty big. Euro was the biggest that comes to my mind. The ones I can think of, Albert, Demir kind of had like a limit. So Albert's a big one. Um, Yura is a big one, but he's an interesting one because he already had played for RSL. Right. He's in the top five, like of most like hyped signings for RSL, probably right. What Bobby is, yeah, yeah, probably. And that's that's the thing is like yeah. Bobby's <laughs> not the level of player that, like, in my opinion, he's not the level of player that warrants that much excitement. People but do you like, think he's better than Yura? Probably. <laughs> Pro- I, he better be. He, so, yeah, but Yura had, had, had his had return a was absolute trash. So Yura had a signing press conference slash hype meeting at Club Fifty when he signed, oh, yeah. and I was there. And yeah, me too. And that was weird. <laughs> and that's when he famously said, "Like the younger me only need like needed like ten chances to score. The new me only needs like one yep. chance to score." Yeah. Oh, and so that was. Top 10 worst things to say when you're a new signing, right? And we, I'm pretty sure he like also said that we could expect 20 goals from him or more <laughs> during yeah. that press conference. He said yeah. a lot of stupid things. So that's – anyway, yeah, that's my only beef with it. Like I said, I get why we're all excited about this signing under the current circumstances. But like if yeah. this is the player that you're that excited about, your team is bad. You know what I mean? That's – Either that or you're you're remembering, you know, five years ago, which to be fair, like it's been a long year. I thought it would. I don't know. Time is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Also really good for a time. He was really good for like a year or two. And he's been like, he's not young. He's like 26, 27. Like he's not developing anymore. You can't really count on him like getting better. And, and that, that's yeah, who, he, and I think he that's is where fine. he is, and where he is is oh, we, we eighty nine games know in Germany with like is, ten though. goals. Yeah, but we don't really know where he is because he we he hasn't gotten consistent playing time in like a visible way. So, and that's so exciting. The fact that oh, we're yeah. making signings at all is interesting to me. Yeah. And I, I yeah. and I don't think there's a lot more to say about Bobby Wood other than like we'll see what happens when he gets here. I think he's going to yeah. be probably starting as soon as he gets here um but yeah but what i wanted to say about living in the past though is that the u23s didn't make the olympics <laughs> because yeah. they couldn't be honduras um and this came at the hands of david ochoa making an incredible error and giving up a goal um and just an overall future rsl bench goalkeeper yeah future rsl yeah and just an incredibly lackluster performance from the u23s who by all accounts should have beaten this team because our u23s are i mean of course this doesn't contain your you know christian pulisic uh giovanni reina west mckinney's despite them all being eligible to play but um 
these are all like professional players who, you know, playing in MLS for the most part, some in Europe, but we just got beat. And um, the living in the past part of the comment is that Jason Christ was at the helm of this team and through his selections and through like his tactics and, you know, of course, individual performances are part of that, but just like couldn't succeed. And um, somebody in the Slack today, the RSL Award Slack, asked if Jason Kreiss is a good coach. And I don't know if there's a good answer to that anymore, to be honest. Trevor says no. And I, there's more evidence that, tr- that, that Jason Kreiss is not a good coach than there's evidence that he is a good coach, I think, at this point. That's where I'm and at. I, and that makes me really sad because I've always really wanted Jason to come back. But like after seeing how like they barely, they barely beat Costa Rica, um, you know, struggled at points against the Dominican Republic and then just got beat by Mexico without really being threatening and then couldn't get past Honduras, who is, who's not a team we should be losing to. This is a country of 300 million people. Like Jason Christ was in charge of making the selections for that team. And this is what we got. Well, kind of, there's some, there's a couple caveats that we have to mention. Sure. Our best players on the net. Well, depending on who you talk to, the best players on the national team for the U S are under 23, but they were all, yeah, they don't. Yeah. They were all in Europe. Couldn't go to this tournament couldn't go because their teams wouldn't release them for Olympic qualifying. The teams don't have to release players for Olympic qualifying. And that's the big problem is when all of your best players, the teams don't release them for Olympic qualifying, whereas they are forced to release them for FIFA windows, which is what happened. When you're not able to get your best players, it's kind of hard to criticize the coach and say, you didn't get the best players. I think I did that on the last podcast saying that we didn't prioritize it. And I didn't realize that at the time that like he can't get those players. So, and that's fair. But that's, nothing's also at the same point. Nothing's forcing Jason Christ to start three defensive midfielders no, no, in, a, yeah, in if, a game that you have to win. If you're talking about like day of selections, then yeah, that's I thought you were meaning like the entire well, roster picking those kind players. Of both. Because I mean, there are potentially some other MLS players he could have brought in. But like with the players that he had available to him, he called in these guys and then setting them up on game day in a way that did not seem to really favor did not seem to play to their strengths. And so that, that brings the question, you know, was he really just in like a perfect position to succeed at some points at RSL where he had a Garth Lagerway, Bill Manning, um, helping create a roster that helped play to this one system that Jason Christ knew how to play. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to argue with that, right? Like, um, I, I do think, like, Jason Christ deserves some credit for, like, scouting out the diamond in Argentina and, like, s- spotting that as a good option for Beckerman and Morales. Um, he he did sometimes look bereft of ideas in important games. And in which games we saw, which would require him to adjust, right? Yeah, so, like, DC United US Open Cup 2013. Like, not... That probably the the lowest point of RSL coaching up to that point. I mean, not really, but of like a successful coach to to look that lost um, and just swing crosses in when you're not a team that swings crosses in, and like we've seen that time and time again. And it makes me wonder, like, if Jason Christ just doesn't know how to play with wingers, period. 
Um, because every time he does, like, yeah, his team looks bad. And you um, need to know how to, to play, play with wingers here. It looks bad. Point. Like, yeah, I mean, you have to. Like, people don't play the four one two one two diamond anymore, and there's not many. There's not many players who can play on the sides of the diamond anymore that can that are kind of like a center mid that are like a box to box, but not really. And they're not like a defensive mid and like the Ned Gravavoy types. Like that's not mm. like a player that really exists anymore. Ned Gravavoy isn't yeah. a modern day player that can play the wing. He can't, re- he's not really like a central attacking mid either. And he's not a defensive mid. So where does Ned Gravavoy play on current RSL? And I don't know what that, like he doesn't fit into current RSL and the current RSL is playing on like a current, you know, four, two, three, one type of thing. That's like the modern game. Um, and Jason Christ struggled. Like he was brought over to Manchester city to learn the quote Manchester city way. And he obviously didn't have as much control over like, you know, players at a certain point at New York city FC, he failed there. He went to Orlando, um, failed there. (laughs) And then again, didn't have access to the players he wanted. right? Right. And like, and I mean, you can't that that can't be an expectation everywhere you go that you are like yeah. best friends with the GM and the and the president and can just like, you know, pick players to fit this perfect system that you want to play. Like that's not going to be the especially when you're part of a greater organization like, you know, City Football Group or, for example, uh, U.S. soccer. But um, in particular, like uh Oh, shoot. Where was I going with that? I can't remember. But anyway, he just like cannot seemingly like adjust to the modern game. And there's not evidence that he like can be successful. Oh, I know what I was going to say. And he said one after after the after the loss and after the elimination to basically, you know, that we're not going to the Olympics for like the fourth time in the last five Olympics or something like that. Oh, third last five. Three in a row. That's what I was saying. Three in a row, four of the last five we haven't been to. Um, he said, like, he, he was quoted as saying, like, something like, you lose more than you win in life. And for a coach of a professional sports team to say that is not good. There's a caveat yeah. to that as well. He was answering, Give me the caveat. He was answering a question that um, was, I think, and again, I, I remember the quote but I don't remember the exact wording of it, but basically he was asked like, what do you as a coach tell these players after this huge devastating loss? Not like, okay. it wasn't like a, how is your coaching mindset or how do you prepare players for this game? Like that's a terrible quote, like out of context, but when you realize <laughs> that like he's being asked, like how do you build these kids back up after such a devastating that's loss. still not a good answer. No, it's not a great answer, but it makes a lot more sense in that context is he's just yeah. like putting it in more realistic terms for a bunch of I kids. Guess, so, but like, I've got a take on this sure. and it's that all sports quotes are bad. That, I mean, that, that <laughs> uh, they're just varying degrees of bad, especially when they try yeah. to relate it to like life. Like, I, yeah. I mean, no, no, like, yeah, yeah. life, life Yo- is Yogi Bear is the only one who can give a good sports quote the rest are all yeah, bad. i was gonna say ever since they started like coaching players like what to say after games yeah it's useless once, once no they like brought pr into interviews. it it's yeah it's not very good never give that like, type of quote in a post-game conference or else jason will roast you for having your 
uh, quote your life motto being fortune favors the bold. The life is losing more than you yeah. win. <laughs> like never yeah, do that. Never say fair. that in a post game conference after losing. Like, yeah, you can't say that. Like you can yeah. say things like losses like this happen and it's about bouncing back. Like give that type of PR answer. Don't say you lose more than you win because yeah. that's not, that's not the goal of sports. It's a tragedy. Whether yeah. that's the tragedy reality of life. To say. That, that's yeah. a rally of life. Yes, probably. But to really yeah. oh, yeah. try to say that's sports as well is not a good thing. to say. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think realistically expecting Jason Christ to do well in this circumstance was probably uh, a bridge too far. Yeah. Like, he is a coach that has excelled like, building a system with players and working with players like day in, day out and, and like building something with them. And like uh, a U 23 coach is not a builder. No, they're a person who puts together a, a roster for a, you know, maybe a month long camp, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's and, not the uh, type of person who can like come into a group of players and get the most out of them. That, like a yeah. predefined set of players. And, you know, and maybe this was the opportunity to show that he could be that or that he wouldn't be that. Um, and uh, and and maybe this was his shot and it's it's kind of vanished. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I get giving him an opportunity, although it it does feel a little like the, uh, you know, it's the boys club, right? It's, it's another and just it's another coach it that seems to have into a spot despite having unproven. I mean, it's failing upwards <laughs> quite literally. Well, yeah, I can no, see like, why he thinks you lose more than you win because he's lost a bunch and continued to just get <laughs> jobs. <laughs> like, well, yeah. it, part of it is simply that like U.S. soccer, again, it might be a symptom of like they're not able to financially or by the rules or whatever, but they don't. They haven't for a long time taken Olympics seriously. The last two or three coaches, well, I think it's three, um, that they hired for the U for the Olympics, they got a U23 coach a couple of months before um the qualifying started. It's not like a year-round constantly going team. They only put yeah. it together for Olympic qualifying. They don't have a full-time coach. They have a coach that has a job for about six months, and it's almost always some old college coach that's a really good college coach, but has never proven it above that level, or it's some out of work MLS coach. I mean, the last one that I can remember before Christ was Caleb Porter before he came into MLS and he also yeah. failed dramatically. Like, so it's part of it is just simply on us soccer, like not prioritizing it. And that's what happens when you don't care about it. You don't make it four out of five years, four out of five times. And yeah, until that changes, like you're not going to get an Olympic team to qualify. And because of all the restrictions on qualifying for the Olympics, I don't know that it's that big of a deal that we missed out on it. There's a plenty of other teams that didn't qualify. There's plenty of other teams that are good soccer countries yeah. that Here don't qualify. Here we go. That's a real Trevor thing. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing. I still think that there's a strong possibility the Olympics don't happen. So all this is um, pointless and, anyway? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like most things in life, I think they will happen. You, you do more pointless things than you do things with points. <laughs> that point. That's that's right. That would have been that would have been more funny if he would have said that. It'd been like, well, yeah, we just like sometimes you waste a lot of time. <laughs> that's it. it's definitely true. I can attest to that. Uh, should we move on yeah. to uh, 
the next item. The next. Uh, Kyle, introduce this item for us. Yeah, so on this, this this line item I put that says MLS says we're $13. And the reason I said $13 is because I meant to type the number sign next to 13 and I missed and hit the I hit I meant to do shift three instead of shift four and I did shift four. So and just refused Trevor to correct it. Yes. Yeah. Well I did correct it and then I was like, oh that was kind of funny. So I fixed it again. All right. So fair. um MLS did their like season pre their preseason preview and a bunch of their MLS writers, you know, gave their predictions about where um ML where RSL is gonna end up at the end of the season. Um Charlie Bohm, 13th in the West. Tom Bogert, 13th in the West. Susanna Collins, 12th in the West. Matthew Doyle, who watches a lot of RSL, probably more than everyone else on this list, 13th in the West. Uh, <laughs> Sam Jones, 13th in the West. Michael LaHood, 13th in the West. Joe Lowry, 13th. Jillian Sakavitis, 11th in West. Greg Seltzer, nice name, 12th in the West. But Steve Zakawani, our boy, 10th in the West. Yes. I've always been a big Steve Zakawani fan. That's right. Very bullish on RSL. Matt, I know you think that Steve Zakawani is probably right on this. Tenth feels about right. Trevor, what about you? What do you think? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we're not good. So 10th, 12th, 13th sound. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's a little bit pessimistic, to be honest. That's um, what I think, too. I, I think somebody looked through it and said that they didn't mention Bobby Wood coming at all, which I think is worthy of a mention. And also, we finished ninth in the West last year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. did we really get that much worse than everyone else? I think everybody because else we got lost that much Kyle better. Beckerman and Corey Baird. I think everybody else got that much better. And do you yeah, really Corey think Baird so? Was I think I think it's more that we just have more unknowns. And when That's you have fair. a small market team with a lot of unknown quantities and a coach like no disrespect Freddie Juarez, who <laughs> wasn't great last year and. Yeah. Who, who knows if he's actually a good coach at this point? Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of line for them to suggest that we're going to be one of the worst teams. We don't have an owner. We didn't make any kind of massively improving offseason moves. I don't think it's out of line. Yeah. So honestly, at this point, I think we have a lot of really good pieces and I think this is going to tie into some of the preseason things we've seen. But I, I think Freddie is a big question mark about uh, this team. If he can get the most out of these guys. Um, and I'm there's still a big question mark on that for me. But yeah, it's kind of a question mark in his career, right? Like yeah. it's it's kind of make or break time. And uh, when a new owner comes in, if he's if he has his team performing well, then uh, he's probably got a shot at keeping his job. If a new owner comes in and he uh, does, you know, if the team looks like they did last year, which uh, I, I think, it's, I mean, it's worth noting, like maybe we didn't get, uh, maybe we got better from last year, um, but we were bad last year uh, for long stretches. Yeah. And it was very depressing. Yeah. That's all. They have, I'm pulling it up. I'm, I'm looking at it now. They have our star players listed as Demir Krylock and... Yep. Albert Rusnak. And if Albert Rusnak, with the year he had last year, is your star player, that spells yeah. trouble. Yeah, that's tough. I honestly it, it's think it's tough we're to say likely... that Albert Rusnak is going to lead this team to the playoffs because he hasn't been that player for two or three seasons now. Yeah. Yeah. The big question marks are what's going to happen with um, Rubio Rubin and Anderson Julio. I think they have a lot of potential to 
be pretty good for us. Um, and, uh, and then Bobby would obviously, obviously, but that's not till July. So, um, MLS is ranking us pretty low. Uh, and sh- should we move on to, to what's going on in preseason? Uh, sure. Part of the this, next item. Well, I, I don't want to skip the last item we had on the news. The last item we had on the news is talk about vaccines in particular. And um, special correspondent Lucas Muller got some information about on this on this front because we had been kind of been wondering about like what the deal was, like if players have been vaccinated already. Um, and this this is going to come up when we talk about our our friendly tomorrow against um, oh, perfect. Phoenix Rising. But um, Lucas talked to Taryn at RSL about that. And he said, Taryn said players have started to get the vaccine, but it's not mandatory and he can't say who has gotten it. Not that we wanted to know, but yeah, uh, but because of medical privacy, COVID testing will be the same as in, as in 2020 unless something changes. Um, you know, and that would be like something like cases dropping dramatically, which I think we could expect in the next like probably two months by the end of like two months from now. I mean, cases are down quite a bit just in the last month here in Utah. But um, yeah, anyway, so that's kind of interesting because, I mean, like, I, I don't know if they had access to it before the general public at a certain point. I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure. But at this point, it's it's open to them, um, whether they like just through being part of the general public. So they can start to get the uh, vaccine. But the reason this is um kind of forefront of mind is because we play phoenix rising tomorrow and they just had a um had a game get canceled against the sounders because of covid precautions so that's kind of interesting but before we're totally fine it'll be fine it'll it'll probably be the worst that can happen i hope it's totally okay um yeah but before we get to rsl in the future matthew we should talk about rsl in the past and the first of those being the preseason extravaganza that took place at Rio Tinto was that last Saturday or was that Saturday before? That was last Saturday. That was just like that four was, days ago. No, it no, wasn't. no, it had to be eleven days ago. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> which which preseason extravaganza are we talking about? Sacramento. I can't believe I questioned that. Sacramento. Oh, Sacra- okay, yeah, no, that was a while ago. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were talking so about our Colorado. senior team played Sacramento Republic. <laughs> then we kind of had reserves versus Sacramento Republic's reserves, and then we had just like an academy extravaganza, which was just like a bunch of children running around. Yeah, it was weird. I I left for that. And not that exciting, actually. I watched all of it, and uh, <laughs> so I was up in the press box with Kyle for the first two games. Kyle left. Uh, we had some delicious almonds. Um, and then uh, I went down and sat in the sun, and it was nice and toasty, unlike the press box, which was getting very frigid in the shade, uh, which is fine. That's, you know, whatever. The pains of being in the press box, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is for you. Yeah. Um, anyway, the the uh, RSL reserves against the uh, Monarchs Academy combined team, and it should be noted, the RSL reserves included several uh, academy or not academy, well, I think there was one academy player. Yeah, he played at center back. Um, and this brings me to an important point. Um, if uh, anyone suggests that we play the three-five-two this year, um, I am going to Stop. be very unhappy um, because right now we have three rostered center backs. Well, and in that game in which we had, uh, dude, a lot of just three rostered center backs. A lot of people want it. 
Yeah. It's a terrible idea. It's, a it's terrible a, idea. Like just generally, it's not that great of a formation. It's kind of fun. No. It's exciting. But yeah. if you have the right team and you have the right players, it can work. It yeah. it's kind of like the diamond midfield. If you do it exactly right, it can work. But it also can suck an awful lot. And with our team, it would suck the most. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Keep going. Um, and, and it's worth noting that um, as of today, there are 18 days until our first game of the season. Uh, we have three center backs. Um, Nick Beasler played in that the second set of games uh, that Saturday so long ago. <clears throat> he did not play at center back like even a second. Um, I think Freddie Juarez genuinely sees him as a midfielder, which great. I think he's a good like he's not like a starting MLS caliber yeah. midfielder, um, but I think he, he's reasonable as a backup. And and I think he fills a good role on the team that way. Um, but as a uh, I mean, he's not a center back. So right now, our center back core is Marcelo Silva, who I don't believe has played more than 24 games in a season. Awesome. Uh, Justin Glad, who gets benched at the end of every season. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, Eric Holt, who is a wild card. Awesome. Oh, and by the way, Marcel Silva has not played more than 19 games in a season. So, you know, it's um, but to be, to be a, a wild time. Another caveat. That wasn't necessarily due to, like, injury, was it? Some of those were. So, some of it was, but uh, it wasn't, there was injury, it wasn't there that, was like, he's incapable of playing more. A lot of that was just simple rotation, I, I feel think. like, right? Uh, or he just simply I wasn't mean, we were, the best player. I, I think in 2018, he was um, probably one of our better options. That was pre-Netum. Um, he was benched. I mean, there were, there were contract disputes, I think, um, on one hand. Um, but also, like, he was injured for a pretty significant amount of time or okay. was fake injured. Yeah. There, there was some controversy yeah. around that. But uh, let's just say, uh, that that say he really, hasn't played uh, a lot. Made a joke about him being injured at one point during that spell. I was by Andy Williams and he laughed really hard and asked how I knew what was going on. So, it, and at yeah. the time, I really didn't. I just was making an assumption. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear, right? I, was, like, I can't remember what I said. I, I think I said he was doing he was doing like the burrito special or something. I, I can't remember what I said, but yeah. I'm basically like not really injured, but like was on the injury list to just be there. So, yeah. So I, I think as of right now, we should be worried about our back line. Yeah. Um, yep. That, that gives me enough. Like um, I have obviously met him retiring as a loss. I don't think anyone doubts that. Um, but as I reflect on that 13th place prediction, like we have not replaced a starting center back. Um, and we have not got better at center back um, in any way. And uh, I think we're in some real trouble here. Yeah. And maybe Eric Holt will end up being good. But even even if Eric Holt is good, that is that's three center backs on on roster or maybe for a condensed season. Maybe one of those we're, we're long haired kids in the reserve game will be good. Yeah, um, maybe. But. On the plus side, attacking wise, we looked pretty decent. Um, yeah. Ashton Morgan had like a like weirdly good game. It was really good. <laughs> like 
He was playing super well at left back. Should have had two assists in the reserve game, which was pretty cool. Um, did have one assist to Jason. Wait, was it? J- no, it was it was Chris, Chris Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. Um, Chris Garcia looked pretty decent, I guess. Better than wait, I can't remember who looked better. Him and Jason were kind of they're on opposite sides, but um pretty similar. Our high press looked really good in the first game with the senior team. Uh that's how we created our first goal that um Rubio Rubin scored. So that was really nice. Not sure if Albert will be committed to the high press when he joins the team, but um that's something that happened. Um and Anderson Julio scored our second, which was really cool. Um yeah. and then that was like it, I think. But yeah. I didn't watch so we also played Colorado Rapids and beat them 3-0 in tucson when our boys went down there and i didn't watch that game but did trevor and brat matt i know matt did trevor did you watch that? Yeah. i watched um part of it not the whole game i watched i think just i think i tuned in just before the second goal and i tuned out just before the third goal or just after the third goal so it wasn't a lot that i watched to be honest um it was really weird. It was really tough for me to watch because usually when I'm watching a soccer game, like I can dissect it and see what's going on and I can see the plan and I can see or yeah. at least like have some idea of like things that are happening and I can see patterns. And I don't know if it was like a preseason game or if I'm just out of the preseason. No, game. I don't know if that was the reason <laughs> or if like I'm just out of practice like analyzing the game, but none of it made any sense to me. Like I was watching a game and I could follow it and see it, but I couldn't see like patterns. I couldn't see tactics. I couldn't see like any of that. So I tuned out after, I think it was about 20 minutes. I just kind of gave up watching the game. It just seemed very much like a preseason game where there was like some semblance of a plan, but it wasn't super cohesive and it wasn't a well-oiled machine. I I think there are a few factors there. The first thing uh, is I think the low camera angle doesn't help. uh, And the, the camera angle of Tucson is not, ideal for a preseason game or to like get a good view of the field um not that you can't evaluate a game that you know is at a low angle but you know it it is a little harder right when you don't have a full view yeah um the other thing i think is that uh i think colorado looked kind of bad which is exciting for me yeah that was that Um, was really my only kind of takeaway from it was that like colorado couldn't do anything at any point in the game yeah there was nothing that they succeeded at yeah. Um, and it, it's sure weird to see a former Colorado coach on our bench and a former RSL assistant as their coach. Um, so I don't know. That, that's just that is what it is. I yeah. just think that's funny. I feel like on a um, long enough timeline, that's going to happen in MLS. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I, I thought it was uh, reasonably fun to watch. Um, we were... We had ideas attacking, which is great. Um, the question we keep coming back to, though, um, is how does Albert Rusnak fit in this team? And I, I, for me, it's becoming clear that like there's not a clear path right now. He does. Yeah, maybe he'll be dedicated. Maybe he'll be dedicated to the like a, a a high press and like has caught on. But like the problem is we don't see that with Slovakia, right? Yeah. No. Uh, when we watch Slovakia games. Yeah, he's and and certainly like there are players that outshine him on that team, and that's kind of what you you'd expect. 
uh, Hamsik is is a better player. Hamsik wasn't on this last go round. I don't think he's on the national team very much anymore. Uh, I didn't watch the game, Clearly. so <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Hamsik is like but, the only but, other Slovakian national team player that I care about at all. Oh no, I guess yeah. um no, yeah. Ante Rebic plays for Croatia, so I don't care about any other uh-huh. Slovakian players. But yeah, if I ever watched Slovakia in the past, it was for Hamšík, and then secondarily Rusnak. And so when he yeah. didn't play in their second game, Rusnak and Hamšík wasn't on the team. I just didn't even watch. Yeah, pointless. So it, it's how old it is, is Hamšík? Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, how old, old is Hamšík? He's old. He's like thirty-seven, I think. Wow. No way. Even older that than is. me. He I know he's uh, very old. Yeah, so so it it's going to be interesting to see how this works. Um Rusnak does have qualities that he brings to this team, right? Uh he's got good vision. He keeps the ball extraordinarily well. Um he's actually like not a bad defensive player. Um if I had to pick, I'd put Demir Krylik at the ten and and Rusnak at the uh, eight and a half. I don't know. I don't want him defending much because he's not that good. Um, but like he'll retain the ball in difficult areas, and sometimes you need that. And it's good to have that release. Valve. It was honestly super weird. Like some of Albert's best moments over the last couple of seasons, were, he was like, he would like win the ball back at midfield and play like really nice passes from like the midfield line, like yeah. forward. And I was like, what is going on? But like. He's but he's not like a six. <laughs> no, so, uh, and it's not a traditional eight. Like no, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. So I think if we figure that out, we'll be okay. If we if we find a way to get something good out of Rusnak, uh, if we don't, I don't think there's a clear spot for him in the team. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, think Ruiz there is at all. has a spot one. Uh, I think the weakest spot right now is is Everton Louise because he just he had a pretty lackluster year for most of 2020, as did all of us, of course. Yeah, the projected lineup on that uh, RSL is dollar side 13 was um, exactly what I wanted to see, which was Demir and Paulo Ruiz um, playing in the midfields with Albert in front of them, Rubio, Ruby in the striker, uh, Anderson Julio on the right. Miram on the left, but the only difference was they had Andrew Putnam in goal. <laughs> and I would Amazing. prefer we please put a choice in goal, even though he completely bottled that Honduras game. But yeah, anyway. Hmm, man. We there were- are some uh, Slovakian players I would exu- I would assume you care about a little bit that are in uh, Syria. Ah, Trevor. I, I mean, I would know them. I don't know that I actually care about them. Uh, well, there's um, that uh, uh, Screeniar or whatever plays for, for Inter. Inter. Yep. Yep, that's right. I know that one. That's your team, right? <laughs> yeah, we got Kuka, who plays for Parma. Kuchka? Okay. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Um, we've got uh, Haraslian, who plays for Sassuolo. Um, I think that's it. Everyone else plays for like just random teams, but someone that plays for Vitesse, but they're not on loan from Chelsea, which is weird. But <laughs> anyway, sorry. Good joke. Thanks. What was the guy that plays for? Um... Yeah, no idea. Never heard of him. The guy that plays for Sassuolo. 
Uh, Luca Lukash Harasli. Yeah, Luka I've never heard of yeah. mm. Me neither. Okay. Well, mm. I don't know a lot. Good I mean, him. boy, could they pick like a? I mean, I know uh, Dubrovka plays for Newcastle, but like all these guys have impossible to pronounce names, and then they all play on just like random teams. So kind of amazing. There's a dude on Minnesota United. That's oh, that's Gregoosh. Yeah, Gregoosh. <laughs> I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was uh, Slovakian. He's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang. Anyway, so I guess we'll see where where Rusnak fits in. If he fits in, if we change our style from what we've seen, like there's some big unknowns. Um, which honestly is a little exciting as an RSL fan because we've spent the last five years with a, a pretty good knowledge of like who slots into what position, what they're gonna do. And it usually ends in us finishing in the bottom half of the Western Conference. And maybe this will too, but at least I don't know what it's going to look like yet. The problem this time is that like the competition for spots is going to be determined by our best players being worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't have anybody pushing Albert that's like on Albert's level that's getting up there that's going to just be better than him. If Albert isn't in the starting lineup, it's because he's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we just have to replace him with whoever is the next worst player, um, which is not not good. There's different places on the field where that's not the case. I think our forwards, yeah. we're going to have a lot of different forwards um, playing because there is going to be a lot of competition and it is going to be players trying to be better than other players. But with Rusnak specifically, I think if he doesn't have a, if he doesn't find a place in this team, if he doesn't have a place, it's going to be because he's not that good. And I think um, do, historically we have been on Team Albert is not that not that good. That's yeah. right. So, um, do we think he's going to play winger this year? Then no, I think no. he's going to play in the midfield, or he's probably not going to play. I think of got, the convers- depth. the conversation that we were having earlier about how do you put Rusnak and Krylock and Everton and Pablo like all on the field at the same time and still keep whatever formation we're doing. I think we'll see. Sometimes where Rusnak just doesn't, he's not a guaranteed spot there. I think Demir and Pablo are probably the only two. Well, I think Demir's probably the only one that's like, you have to play him. And Pablo Everton and Rusnak are the three that you got to rotate out. And I think Rusnak might be rotated out more than we're used to. Sounds fine to me. All right, should we uh, jump to the future? And that's your star player of the team. That's right. Sorry. Anyway, uh, go to the future. Hemshik's only 33, by the way. Yeah, I saw that and realized that I'm an oh, idiot. He's but he's, no, you're good. He's a good player. He just hasn't been very good the last couple of years. He had a severe drop off, and it seemed like it was because he was old. I guess he's not that old. He plays He plays in Sweden now? Huh. Yeah. He, he plays for, for Gothenburg or whatever. Yeah, he broke records at uh, Napoli. Guess whose records he broke at Napoli for goals scored and I think appearances as well. He had 408 appearances for Napoli. Is that Maradona's records? records. And then he played in China for a year and now he's in Sweden. Wow. Yeah, he passed. Champions League, right? Like you you go to a team that gets a Champions League spot every year and then you don't have to worry about fighting for it and you're you know an Italian team or something, right? Yeah. You That's go, right. go for Europe. Exactly right. 
All right. So uh, let's talk Phoenix Rising on Wednesday, which is uh, honestly, you will probably listen to this after that match. But um, Kyle, do you want to take us through the the vaccines and COVID and all that? Yeah. The storyline. Yeah. So we have this game scheduled and um, Rising had a game scheduled against Seattle, but it was canceled because um, from a very trusted source who's on the ground <laughs> in Arizona, he said that the game was canceled. The game against Seattle, Rising's game against Seattle was canceled because the team invited a group of ban- of banditos, which I think is the supporters group for Phoenix Rising. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. Anyway, to come see the new stadium and have a barbecue. And, uh, and, <laughs> And apparently the players also showed up to this barbecue slash stadium tour. And uh, apparently there was, I mean, this is pretty obvious, like breaking the rules exposure when it comes to um, this type of gathering. And um, yeah, so now no one really knows who was like, you know, who is potentially exposed, who has already been vaccinated, that type of thing. So um it's i mean it's the decision was really left up to rsl whether or not they wanted to continue to have this game with <laughs> with phoenix rising <laughs> which oh, i think man. the decision is to just continue on um which hopefully is fine uh it's just like uh it's just we're really still doing this like so and another family thing like my sister works um she's like doing training to be an ma and um like co-worker like but she, uh she's been fully vaccinated for like about a month now i think but some co-workers were like all driven to work by this guy who apparently tested positive the same day he drove them all to work oh, and my man. sister was like are we really still doing this and it's like yes apparently we're all really still doing this i mean you've probably seen photos from texas oh, where yeah texas, at a texas rangers baseball game Forty thousand stands fans in the stands packed house just oh man Oh, yeah. I guess we're still doing this here. Yeah. We don't know. We don't have any information on any kind of testing. I know that they are testing. I'm sure that tests have been done. And I think the teams would know more than we do about whether or not there have been any positive cases that came out of that gathering in Phoenix. But at the same time, it's like this is a disease that might not show up for two weeks. Yeah. So anyway, this whole thing is cool. Yeah, we're still doing this. This is still going to be a thing. And it's going to be a thing all season. Uh, Baseball's already had games postponed for possible COVID scares. They're finally doing like a full season, um, 162 games, and they've already had entire series canceled because of possible COVID positive tests or scares or whatever. And yeah, I feel like we're still going to be dealing with this until – all the teams are vaccinated until everybody gets vaccinated till we reach whatever that level of herd immunity is that we as a nation need to reach for people vaccinated. I feel like we're just going to keep going around on this thing. Yep. Pretty. pretty. It's, it's kind of, I mean, to be honest, like I'm so over it. I'm over discussing it because things, it's not like yeah. a new conversation. It's not a new thing anymore. It's just some people 
don't know how to follow the rules and it seems like we're just going to keep having that and it's just an accepted part of the sports landscape for 2020 and 2021 we're just going to have covid violations the vaccinations make things safer but they almost make things more ambiguous at a certain point because like i mean this guy on twitter got really mad at me like he was he was saying he was so andy larson reported that the jazz will um continue to require masks for the remainder of the season and he was really upset about this because uh well, ostensibly because vaccines would make it safe, right? So, like, if the vaccines make it safe, then why require um, masks? But in this same thread, he called uh, – well, he, he, he called the vaccine the, quote, poison shot and also like, referred to anyone getting the vaccines as him being able to make a wool coat out of the sheep fur that he could garner from everyone who was to get the vaccine because of how sheep like they are i was Uh, like you're making the case as to why exactly they're doing this because this you're the type of guy who would if they drop the mask mandate for people who are vaccinated they would like he, this guy would lie and say he got the vaccines. So we went out to wear a mask. Like this is the type of thing yeah. we're now dealing with. <laughs> is that he's, there's this like weird thing where, I mean, there's gotta be, you gotta mitigate this for as long as possible in the ways that you can a lot. Most of that's going to be through the vaccine, but the other way is still to, you know, block the transmittable virus for the people that can still transmit it through wearing a mask. So it's just, oh man, it's so annoying. I'm over it too. I wish we didn't have to talk about this still, but here we are. Yep. The only part of it that I think is kind of new to go back to baseball, um, they're doing all the same like kind of COVID restrictions, just like every other league in the world. But apparently what they're doing is as a way to like incentivize players to get the vaccine, like as a league. If a team reports that they have, I think it's it's either 85 or 90% of like the team players and staff are all vaccinated, then that team's COVID restrictions go down. They're allowed mm. to like leave the hotel more. They're allowed to do more things. They're allowed to have family come with them on trips and stuff like that. They're allowed mm. uh, just, yeah, they're allowed to do more things as a way to incentivize everybody to do that. Um, I'm curious if major league soccer is doing anything like that to try to encourage people to get vaccinated we're apparently biden announced today that on the 19th of this month um i know in utah everybody under the age of or over the age of 16 is eligible immediately yeah but there's a lot of states where that's not the case biden said he's gonna make it open to everybody like federally on the 19th so people are running out of excuses to not get the vaccine so it yeah. should be hopefully not an issue soon but we yeah. know it's going to be yeah i'm really interested to see what happens with like um yeah like if we continue to have cases within like mls um through the rest of the season it's just yeah it's interesting so yeah i would i would like if they were doing some more of that uh like encouraging people to do that, that that would be, that would be ideal. But anyway, so we do tomorrow. I I don't, I don't know when this is coming out, but we do have a game on Wednesday versus the 
versus Phoenix Rising. Yeah, presumably, uh, unless something big happens for the yeah, next which 18 hours, 12 hours. Probably right? going to continue. And then Saturday versus the Galaxy, this game is also in, in Tucson as well. So, yeah. That's, uh, that one will be streamed. So look for that on your TVs. I'll be, uh, I'll probably be waking up from a long post vaccine nap on Saturday to watch that. So, what time is that game on? It's on Saturday. Is it just like evening? Like evening ish, early evening. Oh, it's a, <laughs> or is it like a, it's at seven. Um, the, when the team announced it, at, it was at 6 p.m. Oh, no, it's at 5 p.m. Anyway, they, they initially didn't have it uh, adjusted with daylight savings time in mind. Arizona's which, really stupid. I, I'm also pro uh, daylight savings time. We so. want to be always on daylight savings time, right? That's, yep, the, that's totally. The key. We 100%. always want to be on what we're on right now. I don't care which one we're on. I just want to stay on nope. one. You do. We need to be on this one always. So we have sure. sunset right now. Just of, um, yeah. get it past. Get it over with. I just I'm done switching clocks. That's all I care about. Yeah, I don't like that either. It's really just uh, the car and the uh, the oven. The microwave I unplug often enough that I don't even leave the clock on. It's for, just weird. <laughs> Why do you unplug your microwave? Do, well, do people do this? I, is this a thing or is this like a unique to Matt? Well, like, like where the microwave is, I also have the rice cooker and I use the a vacuum sealer there. So like it. So you just you have know, I've got it. It makes a bit more sense. But yeah. my microwave is like built into my oh, like yeah. cabinetry. So uh, my microwave, yeah, that makes sense. I think my microwave shares the outlet with the fridge. So it's like behind everything. Like oh, well. you can't even touch it. Nice. I can't get to that outlet. So yeah, I'm in a turn of the century house. So oh, yeah, everything's right. a little weird. Here. Uh, we should get you a power strip. <laughs> I do on the other side. I moved the microwave so it's you know using up less valuable real estate, uh, so that the stand mixer can also be on the counter. It's very exciting. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, do you guys have anything else? Remind no, me next time I, mean, I come to your house, open. Matt. I get power strips for free from work. I'll just bring one, and you can oh, have dear. one. Oh man, I have so many power strips. I'm good. Well, put one behind your microwave. <laughs> good. So yeah. uh, season we opener, a season opener on April twenty fourth versus yeah. Sporting Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City, and that and is it's in away. Kansas City. Yeah, our home opener is May first, I believe. Which May is, the first be with you, yeah. Which is a good home opener day. May first is. I mean, it's so. Oh, late. it's May Day. It is May Day, but like, um, I don't even know what May Day is. It's. I think it's a British thing. It's interesting how early, I mean, the last time I saw you guys at a game, other than when I saw Matt at this preseason game, was our home opener last year, which was in, was that in March? Yeah. 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 So yeah it's like, that was, it was like March, like shut down. fifth or sixth or seventh or something like that. Yeah. It was about a week before everything shut down. I remember having like a, a thought at that game, like, you know, if this virus is like actually taking hold <laughs> in the US, maybe this is a bad idea, but I'm here. So oh, no, we had that conversation. And, uh, I remember talking to you oh, about really? it there. We were like, eh, this might not last very long. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, May and Day then the Fire Nation. celebrated in many countries as a traditional springtime festival or as an international day honoring workers. Oh, this seems kind of pagan. That's kind of cool. Nice. Ancient festival of spring. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah lines up sounds pagan cool. yep so uh maybe i'll see you guys at the pagan festival on first. <laughs> sweet we'll we'll beat the wizards or maybe uh, we'll have beat the wizards <laughs> oh my goodness i just knocked my phone stand over um yeah that sounds great i would well, love to who do we play for wizards. the home opener it's minnesota right we play is it minnesota I mean, I, I would try to use a Minnesota accent, but uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, that. Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> I've been talking about this all wrong. Um, please see the addendum Uh-oh. on our. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> please oh, ignore everything we said. No. Um, our home opener is against Sporting Kansas City and the first game is against Minnesota, which is the 24th. OK, so we, play okay, Minnesota we played, played Minnesota the, early. Yeah. OK. OK. And then Sporting Kansas City is our home opener, which is going to be cool. I mean, it'll be fun. If this were a more professional podcast, I'd go back and edit it. But uh, no, I think no. the joy is that we don't. The joy so. is the journey. Yeah. Oh, also shout out to uh, Andy for confirming to me that he does in fact listen to this podcast. Which yeah. Um, which Andy? I, are we talking about now? Yeah. What? Which uh, producer? Show Andy. Producer. Andy. Oh, Andy Munoz. Okay. Hi, no, Andy. producer Andy. Producer Andy. Hi, producer. That's Andy. Right. Um, if if you listen to it, so for all you people listening this far in the episode, right before the end. Um, Shout us out on Twitter if you made it all the way through an hour and a half of us talking about TV shows. One of, one of these days, I feel like we should do. Come on, I don't want that. I don't want the bar to. Be, I'm just gonna like when I. Oh, I'm gonna forget about it. So actually, it's fine. One of these days, when we some, should when... start getting people to ask us questions, and we should start answering questions on the podcast. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? You know what'd be funny? Done it before. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is we have done this before, but um, the RSL shows are also recording tonight with with Dunny, and I they like they tweeted recording the show with, with Brian Dunsett tonight. Match review, preseason thoughts, questions. Hit us with your best shot. I was thinking of tweeting the exact same thing and pretending like we were also recording with Dunny, <laughs> and then just record this, and then just never address the fact that we didn't have Dunny on. We should just uh, start. Oh, announcing like yeah. random guests like oh yeah this week we've got garth Loggerway <laughs> on and then just halfway through the episode just be like so it turns out garth actually Good. isn't available tonight he had something come up but we'll just press no, on let's have his phone number and so um, we just do that every single week that would be a fun bit we we could also and maybe this would be improprietous of us but the questions that people tweet to the RSL show we could also answer oh, yeah. on this podcast. we definitely <laughs> should that, call the RSL show way, mailbag let's do it way funny oh my gosh Liz, we should answer a question about the three man backline just kidding no we're not doing that we I'm already not, talked about yeah, that and how much bad. yeah no please no all right should we should we end this show yeah let's do it Okay. Well, uh, if you guys want to have a little barbecue at my house on the 24th, uh, I am offering it up. We can, you know, cook some delicious food or something. The and 24th would watch be some exactly 14 days post-vax for me. Oh, yeah. That's my date on the calendar that I've like circled and been like, okay, this is the day. Yeah. So, you know, give it some thought. I will. Wait, are you inviting all of our listeners too? Or are you just inviting me and Kyle? Yeah, I think yeah all three who make that. it to the end. I don't know. If you really want an invite, you can, and you know me, then 
and you're safe to socialize and yeah why not tweet Matt right. if you would like to come to his house for a barbecue on the 24th wow sounds beautiful yeah i may conveniently forget to respond <laughs> but you know it's beautiful yeah but uh, i'll respond to you guys because you usually do you know sometimes pod pod folks pod folk anyway yeah. all right well it's been a pleasure sure has do you guys agree? It's all oh, yes. It's already ten o'clock, guys. I know it's sleep time. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. All right, well, we'll catch everyone next time. Yeah, for sure. Good night. Goodbye. Next week. Good night. We got to do it next week. We're doing once a week. Yeah, we'll oh, see yeah. you guys next week. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Bye. bye.